on today's Compassion Radio. We were counseling a young girl. She was probably about 15 years old. She gave her life to the Lord. She got baptized. She got discipled and everything through us. And still, she ended up taking her life a couple of years after she reached out to us. We were blown away, but the mom reached out. She told us how she was very grateful that we did what we did. You know, I mean, that was kind of like, okay, you know what, God, you're in control. You understand what's going on, and we need to be staying obedient. Welcome to the Radio Journal of God's Work, Seeking and Saving the Lost. And in times like these, there are plenty who feel lost. They need a lifeline, and Mario D'Ortenzio is ready to throw them one whenever it's needed. As the president of DeathToLife.com, he's on the front lines of leading people back from the brink. Through the internet and by text, they're coming by the thousands every month. In the age of corona, the pace is three times what it was just months ago. We'll jump right back into our conversation that we started yesterday. first launch Hopeline, we would get reports from our partners, the Hopeline, about the kind of individual that was coming to our website looking for help. They would share stories with us. They would share different counseling sessions. And in the beginning, like today, it was very, very evident that there are a ton of hurting people out there that need a lot of help. I mean, brother, we've had young kids, seven years old. to 85-year-old great-grandparents who are alone, they're lonely, and they they don't want to do this anymore. But we're able to see through our relationship with the Hope Line, it's an awesome partnership because they acknowledge, okay, we're able to do what we do on the counseling end because you guys, the D2L, brings the traffic to us. And we're not able to do what we do with D2L without our relationship with the Hope Line. It would be a vain hope to be putting out there that things can get better if you have nowhere to go to get the help. So describe to me what it was like for you when you knew, at least the first time, we have just saved a life. Oh, my gosh. It was one of the most profound things in the world when the Hope Line would send us conversations of individuals that would say, you know, I don't know how I found this website. I was looking for easy ways to kill myself. And your website pops up. I don't know why I'm here. I'm planning to kill myself tonight. And one of our counselors would get a hold of them and have a 90-minute conversation through online chat for an extended period of time. And this individual, being a young kid or an older individual, would be, okay, this is why I'm here. I want to kill myself. And it gets to a point after a long period of time, a long intro, that I don't want to kill myself right now, and I'm interested in what you guys are sharing with me. Can I come back tomorrow? It's like an onion. When people, when they first reach out to us, it isn't, hey, do you know where you're going to be spending eternity type thing? (laughs) Why do you want to hurt yourself? Why do you want to die? And we peel back those layers, and then we get to a point where, They're like, okay, I no longer want to kill myself. What's next? Then we introduce them to Jesus, the Savior. And it's a no-brainer. I mean, we've noticed the percentage of those that want to follow Jesus is crazy high. 
compared to, you know, just initial kind of evangelism. But Okay, so you have people that have allowed you to get close enough to ask a question, and they've been brave enough to answer it. And then you propose something that is, in any other circumstances, a radical notion. There is a God who loves you and a person who can meet you right now, right where you are. And they have been softened enough somehow by the Spirit to say, yes, I want that, and I believe it's possible. And you're working them through these stages of growing out of a disbelief. We have a whole world mindset that is set on disbelieving, and yet we believe certain things without qualification whatsoever. So we know that there's a kind of schizophrenia in the modern culture. We are supposed to be skeptical of everything except the things that we don't want to challenge. So there you are presenting this. Let me ask you one more question about that encounter. I'm going to guess, Mario, that the counselors there that are doing the job of actually receiving those you give to them have to give you information, too, about the ones they couldn't save. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not all rainbows and teddy bears. Yeah. Well, a lot of the time, it's they clicked off, they hung up, or they canceled the chat, and we don't know where they are. And then ultimately, we hear from somebody at the end of their life. But I'll tell you this, bro. This was another answer to prayer, and it helped put everything into perspective for me. We were counseling a young girl. She was probably about 15 years old. Mm. For about two years, we counseled this girl. And this young lady, she gave her life to the Lord. She got baptized. She got discipled and everything through us. And still communicated with the same counselor that reached out to her on day one. She ended up taking her life Mm. a couple of years after she reached out to us. And we were blown away, but the mom reached out to us. She told us how she was very grateful and that we did what we did. You know, I mean, that was kind of like, okay, you know what, God, you're in control. Yeah. You understand what's going on, and we need to be staying obedient to the uh, the calling that you've given us, yep. and, and he'll take care of it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not all, you know, rainbows all the time. How have you learned how to mourn appropriately? Because you don't win every um, battle. Yeah. Um, I surround myself with individuals. Uh, that love, first and foremost, my family, and and then love the ministry, love our organization. And, brother, I'll tell you, it's, I get that asked a lot, you know, because, I mean, literally, I'm at Disneyland with my kids, and I'm on my phone, mm-hmm. you know, getting reports and, and, you know, directing kids to the counselors and stuff. And it's a constant 24-7 life-and-death situation, but... It is protection from the Lord. And when you are in your sweet spot, when you're in what you're created to do, and I've been created to minister and reach and love on those that have almost zero hope, you know, it's supernatural. It's a miracle how the Lord protects us. But I do have a supporting group of individuals that love my family and love me and pray often. I imagine the ethic of the kind of counseling that the Hope Center does for you and the way that you guys pray, cover over them, is such that oh, yeah. they know and they are committed to every single person that contacts them, no matter what happens, that this person is not going into eternity without knowing they're loved mm. and without knowing that there's a God who knows their name and loves them. Amen. That's the bottom line. We're already hearing of friends and family that we know that are struggling more than ever with the issues that lead often to suicide. Right. Not just isolation, but the sense of isolation, the sense of aloneness that is inconsolable, the idea that I'm trapped. 
that I can't go anywhere. Nobody wants to be with me and I can't get out of this trap. Everything I look at is a trap. I understand that intellectually, but tell me what's going on right now with your outreach. How are the calls coming in? Are they coming from different kinds of people or are they more of the same or more people that were just on the edge or being tipped over the edge to say, I can't stand this anymore. What's going on now because of the COVID isolations? The age range is about 10 to about 25, 35, around that age. Hmm. But when somebody reaches out to us, there are multiple different ways that they can communicate with us. Through our website, deathlife.com, they can talk to the Hope Line. We have a text chat now where they can text D2L at 494949, and they can chat anonymously through text. And we also have, through all of our social media pages, we have counseling through our social media as well. And I just sent out a report that we received from the Hope Line and from all of our different numbers that from the beginning of March, we've reached 7,500 people. 7,500 people have reached out to us Mm. that were solely suicidal and they needed somebody to talk to. Just since when? Since March 1. Okay. We're talking about a month, month and a half. Already 7,500 people have opened their lives enough to you to give you an opportunity to help them not go that route. Yes. Yeah. Friends, there are people all around the world right now who, because of an overpowering sense of isolation, are considering the unthinkable. Maybe that person is you. I hope you'll stick with us for the second part of today's powerful interview with Mario D'Artenzio of DeathToLife.com. And thank you for helping us bring these stories to the air. And I'm thrilled that you continue to partner with us in times like this. This unusual media ministry that we are bringing you the frontline kingdom news you probably won't hear much about anywhere else. Thank you for how your courage and faithful giving keep us on the air, in the arena, standing with you to help the kingdom keep growing in the 21st century. Here's how. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com, or call our toll-free order line, 1-800-868-2478. Our mailing address is Compassion Radio, P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. Give as the Lord enables you. We can't do this work any other way than with you. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when God raised him from the grave? Were you there when God raised him from the grave? Oh, oh, oh. To shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Were you there when God raised him from the grave? Were you there when God raised him?
from the grave. Talk about a month, month and a half. Already 7,500 people yeah. have opened their lives enough to you to give you an opportunity to help them not go that route. Yeah. 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 It's uh, like you said, I mean, there is, it's a daily thing. I mean, we're hearing it every single day. And it could be from a 10 year old kid to, you know, like I said, an 85 year old great grandparent that is just concerned about the future. Yeah. You know, what does this world look like? Is this a world that I want to live in? Always there being a threat of me getting sick or my yeah. loved ones dying. Yeah. So what kind of trend is this? Are we seeing a doubling of calls in a certain period of time or is there something different? Oh, triple, triple, triple the traffic okay. uh, since March 1. I mean, it's been, I had a, a conference call with our partners, the Hope Line, a couple weeks ago. And they're like, Mario, we, this is the reality. This is where we are. And we can we we can take all the traffic that comes to your website, and that was just a peace of mind. Yeah, uh, to know that you know, I mean, anybody that comes to our website that needs counsel, that needs help, will get it. That must mean an awful lot of scaling up of the volunteer and paid staff that they have, and of course the needs and yeah. the the, uh, the finances, I suppose, are being stressed as well. How do you want us to be praying for the Hope Line and for your work in finding these people in time? You know, I say this often when, when somebody asks, how can I be praying for D2L? And my wife, Carrie, said this, and this is so profound. To me, it's like, I wish that D2L never existed. I wish we got to a point where we could close the doors because it was never needed. But unfortunately, I think the prayer is that everyone that reaches out to us that is hurting, that is hopeless, that they'll get in touch with us. And and there'll be a total transformation from death to life. Yeah. I think everyone that's involved with our organization, our volunteers, our board, our advisors, our partners, we are an organization that the enemy doesn't really like much. So we're attacked. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we're attacked often. And uh, I mean, everyone involved with our organization has been, you know, attacked and their families have been attacked. But we're in a very, very uncertain time. And just pray for our families, for the health and and the protection of the people involved with them. Glad they will do that. Amen. Um, Before we leave, I'd like to ask you for a vision statement. You talked about a a hope that this thing would not be ever needed in the future. But I, I do think about the gospel as being at the heart of this. And even after death itself is put to death, as the Bible says, the gospel still lives because faith, hope, and love persevere till eternity. So the story you're telling and the stories that are being written on new lives and hearts in the middle of their despair, these are eternal stories. So in that regard, I hope that there's never a call to stop doing this because there are more people, whether they know it or not, are are very much dead spiritually, even if they haven't transferred that kind of despair into physical harm. So the need for the story to live and to live in you richly so that others can see something, a wellspring of life in you and in your counselors through the Hope Line, is such that this is, in my estimation, the core Christianity. This is where the widows and the orphans are helped. The ones who are most desperate in this life have someone coming to them where they are and spending time with them, holding hands, and just saying, you are important to me. Mm. You're not alone. 
What's the vision you have for this generation? If you were to speak to every single young person, middle-aged, old person who is approaching a place of despair where they don't think they can make it another day, what's your pitch to them right now? You're not alone. There's hope. And the only true, true hope, and I've tried it all. I mean, there was a point where I researched all the different religions. I even contemplated, you know, maybe am I an atheist or an agnostic? Um, but I think that the difference between all religion and Jesus Christ is that lives transformed. And the individuals that are involved with D2L, my own personal life, I mean, I think that's why it's so powerful and profound to me because Jesus transformed my heart. And I'm not talking about I was introduced to him in 1982. I'm talking about how through the birth of my disabled daughter and me being in the darkest of dark places that he revealed how much he loves me and that he is the only hope that I need. And that's what I would share with anybody on my big, large megaphone to uh, everybody that's struggling with hope all around the world that, you know what, this life, it might be a life of struggle. Mm Mm-hmm the rest of your life, but there is purpose while you're here, and that there is a Savior that wants you to have purpose through this life, and it's through Him. Yeah, That's what I would say. All right. That's a fair enough pitch. I'm going to ask you to do something a little crazier now. Jesus came to you, and your life was transformed in the process of you discovering that your daughter had a purpose in life, and you had a purpose to serve her. So, Mario, I'm going to ask you, since she can't speak for herself in a physical voice— You know her very well now. What would your daughter, Reese, tell people about this mission, about why it's important to live? Mm. Brother, I'm going to be real with you. I'm glad we're not on a uh, a video right now because uh, whenever my daughter is mentioned, I get a little emotional, but what a great question. (laughs) I mean, I think it would be one of those deals where Reese would come up to me and give me a big old hug Mm -hmm. and, and say, Dad, you know, uh, um, I told you so. This Jesus that every time I talk, every time I smile, uh, this is Reese talking. Every time you look into my eyes and you see the joy in my heart, uh, that was all Jesus. Mm. And I'm very grateful, Dad, that you see that and that it took me, <laughs> this young lady that, that can't walk, to help you experience that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can totally picture her. When we're in heaven and when she's whole and she can run up to me and hug me. and Yeah. yeah. Mario, the kind of love you talked about today is, is powerful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. And as a dad of four kids and two girls myself, I thank you for it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I do think this kind of gospel we're talking about, the one that comes to life in the hearts of people and amplifies, it never diminishes. So the story of mm-hmm. Jesus alive and well today in us just gets bigger and better. So your relationship with Reese is a relationship with Jesus. I know that. Amen. Amen. There's something something about that gospel you're talking about where it dances where the legs don't dance, and it sings Mm. where the voice can't speak. Amen. Amen. There are probably plenty of times when you can't even say the words because you don't have them. Mm. But I do hear the the gratitude in your voice for all that God gave you. Mm. Amen. Mario Diortenzio of D2L, Death to Life. You have an incredible ministry, but not one that you would have built. This had to come to you because of 
hurt and the kind of things that God uses and plants in our soil to grow things that he wants to grow, that our soil said, no way, not me, not now. And he still says, it's not your soil, it's mine. And so he plows your life up and he starts putting things in it that you weren't expecting. And suddenly you discover that God is truly a gardener. So thank you for growing it. Amen, brother. What a what an awesome awesome picture. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly who Jesus is. Thank you for that. Do you mind if I uh, if I drop in from time to time to hear more stories? Oh, please. All right. We love sharing stories. Please, if you would, on the way out here, remind people if they're struggling or know someone who is, the different ways that D2Well can help them find the help they need. Give us the numbers and the texts and the websites. Please go. I mean, if there's anyone in your life that you believe that is really, truly struggling with with hope, use the resources we have. Go to death to life, death the number 2 lifecom That's death the number 2 lifecom Or if you're on your phone and you need to talk to somebody right now, you can text D2L, D the number 2L, at 494949 and talk to one of our counselors right now. All the resources that you would need are on our website at deathtolife.com. We've said for 30 years or more that what is Compassion Radio now is supposed to be and always will be a missional ministry, showing how God is working out his mission to win the world to his heart. And we want to tell those kind of stories to people who are on the front lines of faith. I can't imagine in this day and age, especially when isolation seems to be the physical rule, but when the technology is at our disposal like we've never had in the history of humankind, the opportunities for deeper community and knowledge and understanding and experiencing the love of God, this is the best time ever to be alive. So oh, I'm just, amen. I see what you're doing here as being at the very forefront of what God is going to do to bring this world to him in the 21st century. And you're dealing with the most missional point of interaction with a human soul that I can imagine. Death or life. I'm making that decision right now. And I am the scale. And I don't know how to judge this thing. I don't know how to make the decision. I'm at a loss. And you're giving them an opportunity to discover somebody who has calmer hands and a calmer heart and a steadier mind. And letting him take the burden for a while and sort it out. So thank you for sharing your story with us. And I encourage our folks to, to share the good news of what D2L is doing out there in the world. Thank you, Mario, for your time with us today. I look forward to hearing more from you in the future and how God wrapped up this chapter in our lives at the end of this corona season, how it changed things. I want to hear that story when God brings us back to what we would consider a quote-unquote normal life. Brother, it was an honor and a privilege, and love your heart, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. Fair enough, man. We'll get back to you later about that. For the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you that they drop powerless behind you when you praise him oh praise him praise him oh when you praise oh when you praise him when you praise if you know somebody maybe you who needs a kind and capable friend to walk through a dark place right now, head over to deathtolife.com. That's death2life.com. To God.
We treasure your prayers and support as we pursue all that God has for us. If you'd like to support the work, your gifts are always welcome at our CompassionRadio.com website or by phone at 1-800-868-2478. You can also text COMPASSION to 53445 to give right from your phone or write us at Compassion Radio, P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. That's Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. We love you, friends. May God's resurrection power be alive and well within you today. Join us again for tomorrow's Compassion Radio and online at CompassionRadio.com.